Hello, 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 everyone. I am so excited to be back. I can't believe this is season five. So um, I have a question for you. How many streams of income do you have? Now, I know that's a little bit personal. And guess what? The only person that really needs to know the answer to that is you. So coming up today on the Coffee with Rhonda show, we're going to talk a little bit about habits and goal setting and also creating multiple streams of income so that you are moving towards that space and that place of financial stability. So I am really glad that you all are here. Let's take a little bit of time and learn to lead above the grind. conversation started. I am really about today's show. Let's bring up our amazing panel and uh, we're going to have a fantastic conversation. So before we get into our introductions, uh, I just want to welcome everyone back to season five. Uh, this is actually episode 55. 55 episodes. Can you believe that, that we have been doing this show? So it's been an amazing ride. Um, and what we want to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about habit building and goal setting so that you are moving towards that place of financial stability. And yes, leaders, if you're out there, I am talking to you too. This is this conversation is definitely for you. So a couple of housekeeping items. If you're out there, if you're watching, say hello. Tell us where you're watching from and tell us what you have in your cup. Also, I want you to take a moment pause right now go over to youtube and hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode of the coffee with Rhonda show and all of the other amazing content that we're putting out there um and then uh don't forget also to like and share the video so super excited um my name is Rhonda y williams i'm your host for the show i am what is known as an R soul. I am a recovering stressed out leader. And today I am an elite leadership coach helping leaders really learn to lead above the grind, helping them reduce stress and become much, much more effective, successful, and well-balanced in the process. Today, I actually have two cups. And today in my cup, I've got coffee with Italian roast Starbucks and my new favorite creamer, which is almond coconut, right? I've gotten so into this almond coconut creamer. It's delicious. And then also I have my second cup. And in this cup, this is my um, cup that I got from the opera when I was in Santa Fe. And uh, so it's my Santa Fe opera cup. And in this cup, I have green tea. That's a blend of apricot and mango. So uh, happy to be here with all of you. So let's go through the process of doing our introductions. Uh, Marae, welcome back. Hello. Yay! We're so happy to be back. It's been a long time, but it went fast as well. So hello, everyone. This is Marae, Marae from Perth, Australia. So it's nighttime on my side. I am the greatness engineer. That's how people know me. I work, you know, to empower people to become the best version of themselves. And I focus on women, especially women in male-dominated environment. So that's me, and I'm looking forward to learn as well today about financial independence. So Wonderful. thank you. Welcome. And right, what do you have in your cup? So in my cup today, I have sparkling honey so i went to the house of honey and bought this sparkling honey and it's helping me with my voice because my voice was gone two days ago 
and it's back now, so I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Marae. Great. Roz, hello, hello. Are you at a place where you can chat with us? Great to see you. Welcome back. Hi, and as usual, I'm working. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm Ross Jones. For those who don't know, I'm the CEO and owner of Jessica's Best Caregivers, where we help expand the life of your loved ones. Why do I do it? I do it to help the caregiver on that journey to reduce that SOS, which is being stressed, overwhelmed, and providing safety and security. When you can't do it all, give us give a, her call. a call. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm so happy to be back and to have Mr. Anthony back. Yay! I know, I know. I knew after our last show, he was so amazing. And we had those crazy challenges. I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. We're going to have to have him back. So speaking of that, welcome back to the show, Dr. Anthony Grant. We are so pleased to have you here with us today. Say hello, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what's in your cup. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Rhonda, again, for having me back. I do appreciate it. Uh, look at it as an honor to be on the 55th show, as well as the first show of the season. So thank you. It's good to see you all again. Uh, I'm the um, uh, CEO of Priceless Publishing, as well as Get It Done Publishing Service. Also about 20-plus uh, books, about 23, I think it is, 22, 23. And I have a few more coming out. And I'm a trainer. Uh, I work with corporate, also individual, coach people as well, uh, the host of a couple of radio shows. Uh, working on vision things now, late 2022. So i got a few things going on. So I, I help people become better people and help people win. So that's really my uh, focus. Been doing it for a little bit. And again, I'm honored to be here. So thank you again for inviting me in my cup today. I have a, uh, I have a green tea. I'm sorry, I have a ginger tea, a black tea, mixed with a black tea with a, a black vanilla almond tea. So that's my, in my cup today. Awesome. And to make sure I had something awesome. when I when I talk to you. <laughs> I know, you know, you gotta have the cup. That's the whole thing. Uh so um Roz, I wasn't sure if you had a cup, but maybe by the end of the show you'll have one to hold up. Did you have a cup? Oh, you got water. Hey, that works too. Any any liquid consumable works. <laughs> So I want to acknowledge a couple of folks out in the audience. Regina's out there. Hey, Regina. She said, welcome back. This is Regina from Texas, and I'm drinking delicious coffee in my cup. And Nima is out there. She says, peace and blessings. Sebastian. Hey, Sebastian. It's great to see you out there. He said, I love my job, too. In the post, I said, I love my job. I love my job. That's what he's referring to. Maria. Hello, Miss Simonetti. It's great to see you back. And uh, and Nima says, I'm in my truth. I am drinking green tea with a splash of rum. Okay, Nima, keep it 100. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. And then Cindy's out there also. also. Hello, mother. It's great to see you too. Mom says, welcome back and congratulations on a new season. Missed you all. Nothing in my cup yet. I'm at the dentist. <laughs> okay, you can get to your cup later, mom. Uh, and Maria says she's got mocha coffee with a hint of cinnamon and vanilla. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited about this show. I am going to, I want to do a bit of a uh, rewind. Um, but first, I have a quote that I want to use to sort of um, center us a bit and just get us into the mindset of what we're going to be talking about today. And so here's the quote. I'm going to put it on the screen for us. So I'm going to run the clubhouse room and just let folks listen in. All right. So with that quote, um, I really love that quote because it really focuses us on um, the income and building streams and revenue and that sort 
of thing, along with whatever other means of primary income uh, building you have. So whether that's a job or your primary uh, business that you're working on, uh, we should be always thinking about other types of income, passive income, those types of income. Uh, Dr. Gant, on our last show, you were sort of blowing our mind a little bit, very, um, very casually, I'm, too, I might say, as we were talking about habits. One of the things you were uh, talking about last time is the fact that habits are right. really driving all of the outcomes and the results showing up in your life. So here's what I want to do. I want to start. We're going to progress through this conversation. I want to start with habits. I want to move into how that relates to goal setting. And then I want to tie that to our income stream, because I feel like in order to do the income streams well, which is the outcome, we've got to step through that process, right? We've got to make sure that we build the habits, that we set the proper goals, and then we can get the income uh, revenue on the other side that we're seeking. So let's start by having you revisit what you shared with us last time, which is the definition of um, or how you think about and define habits. Dr. Gant? Okay. Well, when it comes to habits, uh, we all have habits and habits are really what we do. And you can't be alive and not do anything. So from the moment you wake up, even you to bed a certain way, right? You sleep a certain way. Everything you do while you're alive, you're doing something which is a habit. Now that's not good or bad, it's just what it is. So once you understand that I can't do anything in life without being connected to some type of habit that I'm doing. I, I wash my face the same, I, I brush my teeth the same way, I drive my car the same way, right? Because that's a habit. So once we understand that, that the habits how we behave and how we behave, if you break it up into two words, be, have, see your habits that you have or do will make an impact on who you will become and it will make an impact, a large impact on what you will have. So if you don't like the have become the habits that you are doing, if you don't like what you have, then that means you need to look at the habits that you're doing. If you do like the person you become, you need to keep doing those habits to keep becoming that person. Hopefully that's a good person that you become, right? Not a bad person, right? So you want to look at your habits because it's how you behave. So the habits that we have will have make a big impact on the person we become. So when we have a bunch of bad habits in life, what happens is we start feeling about ourselves. And the more we feel badly about ourselves, we keep doing more bad habits. Got to go together because bad habits will not allow you to live a good life. And good habits will not allow you to live a bad life. Now, see, I need to know that 10 years old, 15 years old. Why? Because I don't think that when I picked up the bad habit, I have just put myself in a bad lifestyle. I do a bad habit, and the reason why nothing bad happened to me. Hmm. So I do it again tomorrow, nothing bad happened to me. I do it again the next day, nothing bad happened to me. 20 years later, I said, man, my life is ruined. What happened? I lost everything. And the reason why it's ruined, because I've been doing bad habits for 20 years. Because hmm. bad habits would not allow me to live a good life. And this is why we stopped doing good habits, because nothing good happens right away. So hmm. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. And I walked around the block two times. I'm still tame. So I said, forget it. I quit. Not realizing that every time I do a good habit, it is doing something for me all the time. Right? <laughs> so when years later, I look at them and say, man, how did I do all this? Well, the reason being because you did good habits for a long time. So the good, the habits that you have will always make a, a direct uh, impact on the results that you're going to get. I call it resulting behavior. Your results nothing more than the habits that you do good or bad a person doing well financially have better financial habits personally they have bad financial habits they both got the same amount of money how come they had different results because they had different habits so now we we look at people except sometimes we want to copy people and need to copy people we just need to see the habits they have that's what unlocks wow. the lifestyle whether it's good or bad so uh that's some things about habits if you think it you get in order to do to have you got to think about it first to do it it's premeditated you got to consciously think about something before you can unconsciously do it and that's why you have to focus on i'm doing this habit every monday every monday at 12 o'clock i'm gonna do this after about 20 30 40 50 60 mondays 
you're doing it automatically. And so that's why habits are so important. It guides our life all the time. Can you hear me okay? We can't. So Dr. Gant, I think there is a lot in what can you, you said. Okay? And it's so yes, can you hear us? I think there's a slight can... delay. Okay. Um, so I think uh, it's really important what you're what you're discussing right now because one of the things you said is because we don't have the immediate impact of starting that bad habit. We just think, well, nothing really bad happened. Roz, last time on the show, we were talking about the drive through and the French fries and that sort of thing, right? But nothing bad. I ate French fries today. Nothing bad happened today. I'm still here. The life is still good. The sun's still shining every day. Uh, and so I think, you know what? I wasn't hurt by that. And so um, one of the things I want to think about right now is the thinking behind those habits, right? How do we begin to really pay attention. Marae, how do we pay attention to these habits and get a hold of what we're doing every single day that has now become unconscious? I mean, it's, uh, and, and I, I really want to reiterate, you know, what uh, uh, Anthony just said is that, you know, those habits are really where we start, you know, and uh, one, one thing that we, um, often forget to do is to really sit down and reflect on who we are really, you know, and what we are doing. I think what, what's going on with habits, we have those habits and we just repeat them. We don't, we, we do it mechanically, but sometimes we just have to stop. And then really looking at, you know, our life, looking at who we are, looking at where we're heading and really uh, doing a clear audit of everything you know how we do things the people that we uh, interact with because that's what's gonna really impact our life and really um you know shape the habits that we're gonna we, we, we're gonna have in our life so i think one thing one strategy is to just stop and get this uh, regular audit by yourself about your life in every area and see where am i am i where I want to be? If not, what is the problem? What do I need to readjust? And I think that's that's already a basic thing that can be very, very powerful. Because sometimes we look, we want to look at very complex, you know, uh, thing. No, it's just stop, look at, you know, where you are, where you want to be. Are you there? If you're not there, if you're not on the right path, there's something that you need to change and you, ha you have to look at your habits in, in that case. Wow. I love that, the uh, taking the inventory, right? Being honest. Mm -hmm. And Roz, when I think about that, every whenever I'm working with a client, it all, we always begin with clarity, right? Mm -hmm. The first step is all, before we can go anywhere or do anything, I need to know what you want. I need to know what you're trying to accomplish, where you're trying to go. And oftentimes that's not an easy thing because we're mm -hmm. so caught up in the day-to-day -day and the hustle and the bustle and we're moving so fast. Who really stops to take time to figure mm -hmm. out, gee, where am I going? So Roz, how do you see this playing out in terms of habits and how does it play out in your own life? I have noticed about you, even over the couple of years that we've been in this show, you have really stepped it up, right? So what that says to me, I can almost see your goal and your desires by what you're doing, right? It's not rocket science. You say that, you know, you are uh, uh, focused on being a successful entrepreneur, building your business, uh, getting a bigger presence in terms of your speaking and workshop. I see you doing those things. So how are you adjusting your habits? I have to get rid of those bad habits by having an accountability partner. Because as long as I continue the bad habits, then I won't move forward. I won't succeed. So we, we continue the bad habits because we can get away with it. As long as somebody keeps robbing the bank and the police never catch him, he's not going to break that habit. Mm -hmm. Right. So <laughs> you got to, you, you know, so as, as long as I go to the drive-thru, as, as, as long as I keep not eating and, you know, going to my favorite places, Dr. Gant has already so graciously fussed at me about last season. I had to put in, <laughs> I had to put in accountabilities. 
So I have a daily accountability partner that checks on me than I have in, in where areas I'm weak in either my, my business or anywhere else. And I have coaches. So there's a difference between my accountability partner and my coach. Mm. My coach is helping me with the gaps on the business. My accountability is help partners help me with things personally. You know, you know, you know, what, you know, what are you doing? Are you exercising? Are you eating? Are you staying on track? Some of that kind of goes over with a coach, but the coach is handling the business side. Sometimes the personal side, but the accountability partner is heavy on the personal side. So that's what I've had to do in order to be able to step up. And I put some other things in place so far as in the business, but the main thing is, is accountability. As long as we can get away with it, honey, we're going to get away with it. And I'm done speaking. <laughs> what I love about that, Ross, <laughs> is that you're right. We can talk ourselves into, listen, I can talk myself into some stuff, okay? I, I can have a whole conversation with myself and know I need to be going to the gym, but by the time I finish, I'm feeling quite okay about not going to the gym because I've talked myself right out of that and told myself that that's okay. Let me go to a couple comments before I circle back. So Sebastian has said, acknowledge to yourself um, what you have accepted, uh, what you have, accept the truth before you have the courage to take action. Be resilient to stay diligent and your dreams will become your success. I love that, Sebastian. And then Maria said, exactly. Habits provide, let me put this on screen. Habits provide the mental discipline to achieve the goals and your wants. And one without the other often leads to failure. In reflection, we then recognize where we lack. And in that moment, you decide the changes uh, are to be made or you remain the same. So I'm not going to mention any names, but we were just having this conversation the other day. Um, and, and what we were saying in this conversation, can you all hear me? Okay. No. There's some noise, noise coming out. Yeah. On my hand as well. All right. Hold and then on. You look a bit far. It looks like, um, okay. Hold on one second. Let me just make a quick change. Okay. Okay. How about now? Okay. Better. Yeah. I, that sounds, oh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So what I was saying is, you know, I, as I think about this and talking myself into things, I think Roz, you hit the nail on the head right there. Having someone to hold you accountable, having a coach to help you open up your vision. As I was saying, I was uh, talking to someone the other day and saying, you don't have to change anything right? You can stay exactly where you are by doing what you're doing, right? <laughs> if you're good with that, if you're getting, hey, if you're happy with it, it's great. No one should be able to make you change. The question is, what do you want? And and if that's not showing up in your life today, then there's a reason why it's not. And then you have to um, decide if you're willing to make the change. The gap between desire right? The gap between desire and willingness is, is what you have to close. So Dr. Again, I want to come back now to, so if we know what habits are, we know that they're driving us and they're powering us. How do we begin setting goals in order to start to move forward? Okay. Well, see with goal setting, uh, just like habits are very important. I think goal setting is very important if you want to achieve anything in life. Uh, goals or having set goals is how you lean into the future. And if you don't have set goals, that means you're going to always lean back into the past. Right. So a lot of times when people don't have set goals, they always reminisce about what happened. Nothing against what happened in the past, whether it's good or bad. But set goals are how you lean into tomorrow. What Now, if you don't get it tomorrow, don't worry about this. Right. But if you should happen to get it tomorrow, a next week, a next month, a next year, a next decade. Isn't it good, I, a good idea that you have goals that help you lean into that? So when we have goals, I use it as an acronym for myself, uh, G-O-A-L. And you, some people may want to write this down if they want. And it's get out and live. So when you have a goal or goals, get out some. Goals are how you get beyond the life you're living right now. This thing is whatever it is but the, having a goal is how you get beyond where you are now because if you don't get beyond where you are now tomorrow next week next month next year 
you're going to be reminiscing about today. I remember when I was back in high school, I was a star quarterback, and I ran all those touchdowns. That's wonderful. But you're in high school for 30 years. You haven't done anything in 30 years. So what happens when we don't have goals in our life, we have all these gaps in our life, right? So we had these big old holes in our life because the last time we achieved something was when I was 25. That's okay if you're 26. But it's not okay if you're that the last time you achieved something was 20 years ago. So go how you place your life in a a position where you can achieve more. Now, the word achieve has a, a, a root word called uh, two words that we use in the English. One is chief, but I'm, and another one is chef. So when you are an achiever, I'm just going to stand and put a little time on the word chef. When you are an achiever or a chef, I should say, a chef is cooking up something. They're in the kitchen cooking up something all the time. Another order come in, they cook up a cook up a chicken. They cook, they're just cooking up things all the time. So in all actuality, when you want to be an achiever, we need to really call you a life chef. You should always be back in the kitchen cooking up some goals. You know, you should be cooking up some goals in your relationships. You should be cooking up some goals in your finances, some goals in your spiritual life. You should be cooking up some goals in your health, your, your occupation, you know, material things, volunteer, recreation, all these areas you need to have goals in. And if you have goals in all of these areas, don't have any goals so this is how we get out of balance. I have all these goals financially. I'm going to earn a million dollars next week, a million dollars, and then we got them. And then we look in our health, and our health is tore up because we don't have any goals in our health. Got this big old hole in our health because we don't have any goals there. Or maybe we don't help this person in the world. We're running around the track. We're exercising all the time. We really have a, a nice, nice-looking body. But then we look at our relationships and don't, I don't even know us. Right? So... We have to have goals in every area of our life, and you're going to live in the area. You're going to live in a hole in that area. A goalless life is a life that lives in it. And okay. this is how we, uh, we missed that last part. Said, I haven't oh, achieved okay. anything. Remember when I scored those six touchdowns when I was in high school? Dr. Gant. So we missed that last part. So a a goalless yeah. life. Yeah, I'm here. A goalless life is, and then you said something after that. I missed. We'll have it. you live a life full. Of, yeah. Okay, a goalless life is a life that lived with a bunch of holes in it because holes in it. So mm. If you don't have a goal in any area of your life, you live in that area of your life, and you're going to live in a hole. And the longer you, you're going to do the habits to live in a hole. You're going to do the habits to dig a deeper hole, and then next, you know, yeah. thirty years later. You haven't done anything in that area, but you've done the habits to keep digging a hole because you didn't have a goal. So if you're living in a hole, set a goal. <laughs> Goals are how you get out of holes. <laughs> All right. Wait, did you just make this up on the fly? Because that was pretty good. If you don't have goals, you live in the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're going to live in a hole. I mean, and just think of any area of your life at any time of your life. Financial goal, occupational goal. Uh, Rhonda, you are you are you are you coach executives. How many of them don't have goals? And one of the reasons why they're stressed out, they don't know what you just said. Clarity, they don't know what they yeah. want. So yeah. you know, so how many people go from job to job to job, relationship to relationship, city to city? You know, they're doing all these different things because they don't have goals in any areas of their life. Mm -hmm. uh, part of having a set goal is having. You can't always. Tumbleweeds don't have roots, but trees do, <laughs> right? So you got to set some goals so you can grow, right? And this is what happens to a lot of them. We don't have any goals. We just blowing around. Wherever the wind blow, we go, right? Because we don't have any goals set. So then that's what that's why we have these raggedy looking lives because we don't have any goals in our life. I know I said a lot, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I love that. So first of all, if your life is raggedy, get a goal and get out the hole. <laughs> there you go. There you That's go. great. That's right, great. I love that. So I want to say hello first to a couple people. Hey, Stephanie, good morning. It's great to see you uh, out there this morning. And she says, you know, LOL, she likes that. And then she says, you're right. Goals give us direction. We should have. But I love something that's really important about what you said is that we should have goals in every area of our lives. And so what I find a lot with leaders is their their only goal is to 
um, be effective and they show up with passion and they want to do a really great job. That's not enough, right? We've got to get clearer on who are you as a leader. I need a purpose statement. I need your mission. I need you to make sure that you've got some balance and, and life goals in there. I need you to have financial goals. I need to be because your life, your work is not your life, right? Your work is a part right. of your life, but it is not your life. And so I think that's really important. So I want to move uh, towards um, the first thing I want to do is I want to circle around and ask Marae and Roz, how do you set goals in your life? And and do you have a regular process of reviewing those goals? Like some people review their goals annually. So Marae, do you have a process for setting goals in your life? And then how often do you review those? Yeah, of course. I mean, as a, especially as an entrepreneur, I mean, I've Financially, when I we talk about financial, uh, I used to be just a person without goals, and uh, at the end, I've just realized I was, you know, I was not better off. I was making a lot of money, but the, no goals. So this money was just, you know, passing by, and and I was in a hole, like you know, <laughs> Doctor Ken was saying. So I had to learn the hard way to set goals. And uh, financially, I set goals every week to make sure that, you know, I have, uh, I know what I, you know, I, I, I need, how I need to, to, to spend my money and how much. And if, you know, um, uh, and, and make sure that I don't go over a certain amount. So that's weekly. Uh, on, on the job, uh, I try to, to have, you know, an audit on everything. Uh, monthly, and then there's obviously the you know the end of year review of everything. So it's mm -hmm. it really depends in in which area, and one area that we often forget is the family goals, and mm -hmm. I think that's something that I've also started to to put in place, having that uh, regularly. Uh, I, I don't have you know a, 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 a regular a regular thing, but I was thinking recently that. That's something you know we need to we need to put in place, especially when you have you know young adult living with you. Those goals have to be very clear, uh, so that everybody understand what is expected and how they will contribute in the family. You know, in the family, uh, uh, and and make every you know that we can uh, live together in harmony. So there's uh, there, there's a process, and you have to set them because. Otherwise, you, it's just like uh, when you're using your GPS, if you don't put an address, your GPS is useless. So it's the right. same here, is that if you don't put and set your goals, you're static, you're not going anywhere and uh, nothing is happening. Wow. I love that. I love that you have different um, a process to review different areas at different mm -hmm. times. Roz, what are you doing for your goals? And then we're going to, Stephanie, I see your question. We're going to get our, our panel to weigh in on your question in just a second. So anybody else, if you have a question about either, we've talked about habits, we've talked about goals, feel free to type that into the chat and we'll see if we can uh, respond to that for you. Mm -hmm. Roz, what are you doing around your goals? Uh, I take my goals and put them up in the bathroom on the mirror. Mm. So I have I have weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, and then I have uh, you know five year, ten year, and then also to my succession plan, you know, to come out of this. So I've already begun my succession plan, so that uh, I can you know start working from home versus working you know out in the field. So mm -hmm. I've already begun that plan. So and so within five years, I will be home. So, you know, those are things, but then also too, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the accountability partners. When we set goals, we have to know that we have to change. And like, and like Dr. Anthony says, we have free will, we have choice, we have options. But understand any option that you do, whether you decide to do it or not to do it, comes with accountability. Something is gonna be impacted because of a decision, whether, you know, whether you say something or say not, it's still an action, it's still an option. So, like I said, I take my goals and break them up like that. I, I have them on my mirror at the in, in the bathroom, and I also carry them in my book with me, my calendar, because I'm, I'm still kind of a paper girl with a calendar, mm -hmm. and I keep them in the calendar to remind me what I have already achieved, and then what I'm, you know, getting ready to to achieve in the future. But I like looking at what I've already done, 
you know, it, it helps me uh, grow to know that I have grown. It's shown me that I've grown. It's, it's like that, you know, that roadmap. You know, I've, I've gone the first five miles, look at look back what I've done while I've done it, and you didn't realize it. But, you know, you can put that little check mark. It makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. You can check something off. Right. So that's, that's how I handle my goals. I love that, Roz. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. And and a part of what we do on this show, and the reason why I love it so much is I learn so much from all of you. Every time I'm on the show, we talk about what's working for us. Uh, we talk about what we do. One of the strategies I use for goal setting is I like to set big goals. I like to set scary goals <laughs> because they say, you know, if, you're, if your goal isn't scaring you a little bit, it's probably not big enough. Right. And one of the reasons I set big scary goals is because it's it's a little bit more motivating. If I set a goal that, well, I just want to walk around the block every day. Well, that's that's not really all that exciting. I know I can do that without anything. It's not really that inspiring or motivating. But if I say I want to walk two miles now, I'm a little nervous about that. Right. I'm like, OK, this is a big goal. And then I'm like, yeah, I hit the goal. And so I like to I like to set those big goals as they call them, BHAGs, right? Big, scary A goals, right? So uh, those are the kind of goals I like to set. Let's get to, Stephanie. Let's get to Stephanie's question. What if we're talented in multiple areas and not sure which area to pursue? How do you choose which goal to go after? Wow, Stephanie, I think that's a really great question. I'm going to start and then I'm going to toss it to Dr. Anthony um, and then anybody else on the panel. If you want to weigh in on this, you can certainly do that. Um, I think it's really important. We are all, I think, multi-talented, right, in different areas. What I have learned personally is that because I have multiple talents, I have slowed down my own growth and progression. And the, the way that that has happened is because when you focus on multiple things, you've got 10% here, 10% here, 10% here, 10% here. Well, then you don't have enough momentum to really take any one thing very far and make it be great. I have had to learn to rein myself in. Yes, I can do a lot of things, but what is primarily important for me right now to focus on? And then I put those other things on the back burner if I want to have some free time, if I want to do a hobby, that's cool. But my focus and my energy creates the momentum that gets progress. And so I've had to say, I've had to make decisions. Stephanie, it's hard. You've got to uh, make uh, tough decisions. So Dr. Gant, uh, what would you like to add to that? Okay. Um, I'm, go I'm going to give uh, nine areas where I think we all should have goals in. And I think this is kind of answer. And I'm going to touch on this once I talk on incomes. Okay, so here are the nine areas. And this is not a hierarchy. One is not more important than the other. But I'm just going to go and, and share with you. So one area of your life you should have goals in is your career. Whether that's your job or your business, you should have goals in that area. Another area you should have goals in is education. I want to read a book. I want to take a new class. I want to learn something about whatever, right? So it should be some type of educational goal. You should have a financial goal or financial goals, right? I want to have, I'm going to save $5. I want to pay this off. I want to get my credit together. Anything that happens. The next area, health. Should have some health goals. I want to lose five pounds. I want to stay at the same way. I want to take more vitamins, drink more water, you know, health goals. Uh, next area, uh, material. You want to have, you know, I want to buy a new couch. I want to buy a new car. I want to buy a new house. I want to buy a new chair, whatever. Some, some material. Next area, recreational. I want to uh, take my vacation. I want to take a weekend here. I want to go see a nice movie. I want to go to a concert. Recreational goals. Next area, relationships. You know, relationships with my, my spouse or significant other, relationship with my children, my parents, friends, coworkers. You should have relationship goals. Next area, spiritual. I know people got different spiritual concepts, but, you know, whatever your spiritual goal is, spiritual thing is, you should be have some goals. I want to go to church every Sunday. I want to, you know, read the Bible. I want to pray more, fast, whatever, some type of spiritual goals. And the last area should be volunteer. I want to help the kids read. I want to help the old ladies cross the street. I want to, you know, I want to do something in my community, serve, you know, some type of volunteer goal. So those nine areas, I think, apply to all adults. And what normally happens, because I have a talent at being a good servant and volunteer, I spent all my time volunteering. 
I'm volunteering in the neighborhood. I'm volunteering at the job. I'm volunteering at the church. I'm volunteering everywhere. And then I look over here at my health. I haven't drank any water in a whole month. You see what I'm saying? Because so now that's that's how I have a hole in that area. So once we know the nine areas where I think we should have goals in, because all those areas are important. You wouldn't say your financial life is not important, but you wouldn't say your spiritual life is not important. You wouldn't say your health is not important. You wouldn't say your career is not important. Areas are important. And if I didn't see, I didn't realize that all I was doing was putting out fires in my life. You know, that they said that they're going to come take the, take the car and get my, so I eat the car. So I come over there, put that fire out, my bucket of water and stand over there for a while. Then I turn my back and somebody in the relationship say, hey, you haven't seen me in a while. So I pick that bucket of water and put that fire out. Right. And so somebody said, man, when was the last time you prayed? I'm like, man, about, yeah. So I go now, I'm all listening to the spiritual thing. Right. But then somebody said, well, what about your occupation? Maybe you'll get together. You're going to get fired. Well, your business is going to go down the drain. So now I spend all my time in my business. So this is why hopefully this has helped her with the answer that you should have goals in every area of your life to help you stay up. Uh, stay balanced. Having goals in every area of your life are the checks that make sure you stay balanced. And if you have goals, they can be big, small. I'd say every time you put a goal down, you should put like a one, five, or ten by them. One mean that you can do you, something you're going to do within one year, something you're going to do within five years, something you're going to do within ten years. And you should always be adding goals. Remember I told you, you're a life chef, right? You should always be in the kitchen cooking up some goals. So you may not have a goal in that today, but that doesn't mean in 30 days you can't set a goal. You don't have to wait to the beginning of the year. Oh, I got to wait to January. No, you need to go now. You can set it now. because and, and then you can, like Roz said, you start making plans because goals won't get achieved without plans and plans won't be made without goals being set. I hope I, I, hope I didn't say too much. <laughs> okay, all on mute. No, I'm on mute. <laughs> so that is fantastic. Okay. I love I love that breakdown. Um, and I guess and I think also let me just clarify when I was talking about momentum. It is I see people in the same area trying to do five different things in that one area. But I love how you describe the nine different areas spreads it out, creates balance. Let me just see if Roz or Murray wanted to add anything. And then I think we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about um, all of this we've learned and applying that to income streams, right? And, and building our finances. So Roz or Murray, anything that you wanted to add? I, I just wanted to say real quick, when it comes to the, the different goals, I I block time out, I, I, you know, so far as during the week, you know, every morning I do my affirmations and prayer. That time is blocked out. I don't touch my phone. It's off. It's just me and my, you know, my spiritual time. And then, you know, I, I you know, and, and then I block off time for social media. Then I block off time for the business then i block off i take a two-hour nap every day honey two hours i am the nap queen now <laughs> so i block off that time you know you know that's the new time so i i <laughs> so part of that is if you know you prioritize and then you block off the time now just because i don't have you know something written on the calendar doesn't mean that you're going to get in on my calendar that calendar is for me and also too to show people what my boundaries are that's another thing. So that's how I do it. I'm Roz Jones, and I'm done speaking. Oh, I love it, Roz. Murray. <laughs> yeah, I think the discipline is very important. So we have to create a discipline around setting goals, because if we don't put it in our agenda, it's not happening. We're just following the flow. It's firefighting, and we forget to set those goals. So it's important to have this time, like you know, Rose was saying, where you know, OK, that's the time for me to, you know, set my goals, review my goals. And, and I talked about it at the beginning. You just have to stop, stop and, you know, do the inventory, reprioritize, re uh, set new goals and now get going. But you can't just go, go, go. And, you know, if, if you don't take this time, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to change. You're just going to, you know, you're, you're just going to go straight to the wall. And then, uh, you know, you, you, by the time you realize you've already hurt yourself. 
Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Uh, so important. I love what both you and um, Roz added, because these are different ways for us, strategies that we need to bring in. We're throwing a bunch of things out here, guys. It's really up to you to think about how to um, affect this and how to bring this into your life. So Stephanie said, momentum is the word of the day. Thank you, Rhonda. Um, thank you, Anthony. And then she loved uh, talking about those distracting fires um, because they really are um, distracting. So let's talk about all of this and applying it to income streams. And um, when we're thinking and focused on our financial goals, um, Dr. Gant, how, how do we go about that? I mean, I know a lot of leaders that, as I said, are really just focused on leading. They want to show up. They're super passionate about the work they're doing. Even a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with are the same way. Um, but they're focused on that one income stream. And you you have a new book out. So I want you to tell us about the new book. And then how do we even go about beginning to set up these multiple streams of income? Okay. Um, with multiple income streams, it's something that uh, it's hard to actually do things in life with just one, right? I believe that everybody should have more than one, every the exception of a spouse or a significant other, right? One of those. But you should have more than Wait, one. In some, in some countries, in some countries, they even got multiples of those. So I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah right, right. I don't, know, I don't know how they do it, but anyway, I don't want to take on that task. But, with multiple streams, I think that you have to. Here's here's why I always share with people that you should have multiple income streams. It's not really a choice whether or not you you should have. But I think there's no there is no choice. There's a thing inflation, right? A uh, hundred dollars today can't do, you know, uh, that a hundred dollars today. A hundred thousand, ten or twenty years won't be able to do what it can to do today. Meaning that inflation is always happening, so the money that you have is always getting eaten up by inflation. So you have you're keeping going up in with and out. You're going in and out now, and, I wanna... and in most of us, when we have one, it's not. Now here's what I mean. They say they give you a five percent raise. Oh, okay, there I am. Okay. 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 Can you hear me? All right. Let's, let's try. Yes, let's try again. I want to make sure they don't miss this. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So uh, just say, for instance, you get a 5% increase on your job because of inflation. And that means that everything went up 5%. Five percent. Cheese went up five percent. Gasoline went up five percent. Uh, electric bill went up five percent. Everything went up five percent. So if you buy a hundred things every month, and they went up five percent, now I'm no mathematician, but five times a hundred is five hundred. That means that in my life, my income, everything in my life went up five hundred percent, but I only got a five percent raise. So I'm still four hundred ninety-five percent behind. So I need more money, <laughs> right? Because I'm 495, not because of something I did wrong, it's because everything went up 5%. And this is why a lot of people think like, I can't figure out why I can't get ahead. I, I cut my expenses. I stopped going to the movies. Uh, I, I cut off the, the cable. I got a lower cell phone bill. And they and they can't figure why they still being because everything went up 5%. And your income didn't go up 500%. So you, you're always behind that I need more income to help me catch up with nothing else but inflation. I need to give myself a raise. And the best way for me to do that is by having multiple income streams. Now, the people have a multiple income stream, they're trying to do, I got all these talents, right? So I'm trying to do everything at the same time. They don't realize it's not about being multitasking or doing everything at the same time. It's doing the same day. It's handling this business from 10 to 12, handling this business from one to two, handling this one from three to four. It's doing multiple things in the same multiple things in the week, not trying to do multiple things at the same time. 
And this is why people have a problem with multiple income streams because they're trying to do this income, this income, this income, all between 10 and 12. They're trying to do social media and everything. I'm going to let you know about all the businesses I have, all, all at one time. You, that, that's a disaster. You're going to burn yourself out, right? So it's like when you were in school. You, you have first period, second period. I know that's how it's done in Chicago. And from this time to this time, you take English class. You got four or five minutes, then you go to math class. Then you got four or five minutes after that, you go to history class, right? I tell people the reason why I do multiple income streams because the school system taught me how to do it for 12 years. They taught me how to do multiple things every day. And if a kid come home with all A's, then you say you applaud that child. You never say that child is trying to be a jack of all trades. You say, hey, she got all A's. They got a full GA. Then that child came in with one A and five F's. You wouldn't be applauding them. You say, hey, what's wrong with these five L's over here? We got to fix this. Well, in our life as adults, we're good at teaching people how to be one dimensional. But when I was a child, you wouldn't let me be one dimensional. You'd have got me a tutor with those five L's. But when I become an adult and I got five income streams, 10 income streams, you tell me you're trying to be a jack of all trades. You're trying to do everything. Wait a minute. When I had a 4.0 GPA, you said that you applauded me. You took me out to dinner. You bought me a car. After high school, after college, because I had a 4.0 GPA. So that's why I tell people, do what you did growing up for about 12 years in the United States. They taught you how to do multiple things in the same day. So this is something that you can do. 12 of your first eight years was doing multiple things in the same day, five days a week for about nine to 10 months a year. So you mean you're smarter now than you were then and you can't do multiple things in the same day? And you're 40 and you're 50 and you're 60 and you're wiser now. Now, that's why we got to get the habits of having multiple income streams. So that's why multiple income is important because I need to I give myself a raise because I can't. It's like the toothpaste came out the tube, uh, uh, out the tube. Once it's out, inflation been out a long time. It's not going anywhere. It's going to always be out. It's going to be out when you and I leave the planet. It's still going to be out here doing what it does, raising prices. And every time my prices go up, my dollar go down. That's why I can't purchase as much as I could 20 years ago with $100. So I need to. So now you start getting the habits on, okay, I can do this every Monday and Wednesday and Friday, this income stream or this business or this investment or this residual on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I can do this on Saturdays. I can do this and I can do all these multiple things in a year. Next thing I assign those income streams to things in my life. Income stream note, this income stream paid house note, this income stream paid a school tuition, this income stream, you know, I, I, I give away or whatever it may be because I give them responsibilities. So now I'm accountable to the income stream. So the income stream can be accountable to me. Meaning that if this light bill doesn't get paid, it's because the income stream didn't bring me in enough money. So now I got to pay more attention to it and say, okay, you had to bring me in $200 a month. Hundred dollars a month or whatever. I said a whole lot. I'm. <laughs> I do that. No, sometimes. <laughs> no, that's good. You have any I'm questions? Gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna pause for a minute and see if um, Ray or Roz have anything that they want to um, add or ask or comment on because I, I thought that was brilliant. Um, you're right. We do teach. <laughs> we do this early in our life, and then when we get to be adults, we say stop. Don't do that anymore. So, Marae? <laughs> yeah, I love it because, you know, uh, when you start to really do what uh, Dr. Grant is saying, they're like, oh, you can't do multiple things. You have to focus on this and do this first, and then you go and do the next thing. And it's it's been around for quite some time where, you know, I felt really guilty at some point. It's like, okay. Do I have to just, you know, focus on this area today? Can't I do different things and plan, you know, my, my uh, I have my timetable to account for different, you know, sector for, for me to get, you know, uh, income from different sources. And, and I think with what's happening right now, especially with, you know, the things changing really quickly, now it becomes really a necessity to have those, uh, those yep. uh, different stream of income. It's not like before where you could get, you know, uh, you, you could get around it, 
But now, you know, by the time you realize things have changed, you need to uh, you need to change job or you need to change, you know, your lifestyle. So it's important to have those different um, stream of income that can cover for this change that is now permanent. Wow. No, I love it. I love it. Um, Roz, anything that you want to add here before we move into our... Uh, gosh, I can't believe the time is going so fast. <laughs> Everything Dr. Anthony said was fabulous, phenomenal, and awesome, and right on point. And also, too, I just want to go back to when he talked about school. We all... We all went to school to learn how to follow instructions. We all went to school to learn how to follow instructions. Those some of those same instructions and still still continue. They still apply now to us, and we don't use them. It's not like we've forgotten them. It's just that you know once we got out of school, like Dr. Anthony said, okay, twenty years ago I did it, but I still I didn't care. I didn't carry on those disciplines. That's all it is. And so sometimes, you know, again, we have to go back to accountability partners to help us get back discipline. We have to go to coaches to help us get discipline because there's a gap. There's something that we forgot. There's something that we didn't continue to do. So that was the part that was really hit me was that when he talked about the school part and I said, you know, we go to school to learn instructions. And if we don't, you know, things happen, you know, if, if we don't follow instructions. So mm -hmm. I like that part. Awesome. Thank you so much, Roz. Wow. This is, we're going to head into our closing segment and, and sort of take our time. I'm actually going to start the closing segment with Dr. Gantz so that he can share a little bit more uh, of uh, anything that he wants to share about the revenue. One of the questions that comes forward for me is, where do people even begin, right? There's so many different options with multiple streams of revenue. And I think people get really confused about which way to go. And particularly if I'm busy and all I've been doing is working a job, I'm like, I'm so busy. I don't, I don't have time to do all of this other stuff. So if you can cover um, in the closing segment, um, Dr. Gant, where do people even begin to figure out which way they should go with multiple streams? And then also we want to be sure that you share how people can connect with you and get your book. But before we do that, we've got to take our picture before we forget. Roz, you got your cup? Oh, okay. Uh-oh, I think Dr. Gant has a delay. I can't see your cup yet. Hold on, you got to keep it up. Oh, there we go. Okay, see we <laughs> Got it. All right. Good. Perfect. Okay. So we're uh, going to go into our closing segment. Gosh, this time has gone so fast. I never feel like I have enough time with you, Dr. Gant. You are just amazing. Uh, but let's uh, do our little closing coffee song and then we'll come back and start wrap up. All right. So as we wrap up, we want to figure out, so what are we putting in our cup? What is it we're taking away from this conversation as we leave today? So Dr. Gant, we're going to go to you and we're going to ask you in your closing segment to just touch on how people can get this started, how they can begin bringing multiple streams of income or revenue um, into their practice and their daily habits. And then don't forget to also tell us how people can connect with you. Okay. Um, here's the first thing I always share with people because there's so many options to have multiple incomes. It is a daunting task. Well, which way do I go? Right. I always tell people, this is where you start first. What is it that you like to do? Do things to do, put a price on as you like to do. And that becomes part of your income streams. Don't do things you don't like to do. It's too many things that you like to do that you can earn an income from them if you like to do it. And this is what usually hurts people. They get presented with an opportunity. Hey, you can do this. It can, it's a lot of money in it, or you can make a lot of money. And then the, they don't even like it. They don't even like that. But then they say, well, I need the money. I got to pay a car note. So they jump into it and then they don't do it well because they don't like it. So the first thing, what is it that you like? This is something that you like to do. You may say, well, I like planting flowers. You can have an income stream in gardening. 
can be a consultant in flowers. You can actually open up flower shop. You can be an affiliate with a person that has a flower because you like flowers. You like plants. You like all those different things. You may like to cook. You may be good for catering because you like to cook. But if you don't like to cook and say, why you make a lot of money catering? You're going to mess up food. It's not going to taste good. You're not going to start on time with it because, in fact, you don't like it. So do the things you like to do. If you like to do it, you're no different than an athlete or entertainer. You can earn money from what the things you like to do just like they can. So that's where you start first, what you like to do. Love that. Oh, I'm and sorry. How- you want to tell me what? Okay. Yes. And that's with me. Um, you can get in touch with me at Dr. Tony Gann at Gmail, D R T O N Y G A N T T at Gmail. Or you can uh, hit me on my priceless publishing, the number five, the number zero at yahoo.com. On Facebook is Anthony Gant. So you can hit me there. And then I can uh, plug you in on some of the things that I have going on. Uh, and, you know, let you know how you can get the, a copy of the book. And I'll be doing a class on the class on it. Matter of fact, next month, the, number, uh, the third Thursday of October at 8 p.m. Central Time. So that's free. And I'll be doing a master class on the actual uh, multiple income streams. Fantastic. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you here. Um, Ray, what is your what are your closing thoughts and what are we leaving in your Wow, it's been it's been amazing. But you know what what I really take on from that is you know we have those goals are really where we start. Uh, you know, if we don't set the goals, uh, we, we're going in a hole, like, you know, it was said today. So it, it becomes very important to set those goals and to, to look at all the areas in our life. And, and I think that's where, uh, including myself, we miss the point where we just do it for certain uh, area in our life and then we forget the rest. And then we have a gap in, 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 in those other areas. So that's really where, you know, uh it eat me today and it's really you know start to look at every single area and set goals uh you know in those areas wow i love that marie every area i hope you guys wrote down the did you mm-hmm. i think it was nine areas that you should mm-hmm. set goals in. i hope you all wrote those down and you can bring in bringing this in ramsey thank you so much for tuning in and, and particularly thank you for watching uh, for watching from LinkedIn. Um, it's one of our newer streaming platforms. So we really appreciate you watching. Um, and Ramsey said she was about to ask Dr. Gant for social media, and you can reach him on Facebook at Dr. Anthony Gant um, on social media uh, on Facebook was the one that he gave us. So, and then you can also just reach out to him and connect to him through Gmail so that you can learn about his master class. And I think that was Dr. Anthony Gant at gmail.com. Is that correct, Dr. Gant? Yeah, that's, yeah, dot, D-R, uh, I'm sorry, D-R-T-O-N-Y-G-A-T-T at gmail.com. And on Facebook, it's just Anthony Gant uh, on Facebook without the dot. Wonderful. Uh, and Andrew, thank you so much. Yep. And thank you so much, Andrew, for watching from LinkedIn also. He said, Dr. Gant, can you put your details in the chat, please? Um, and thank you to all of the panelists. Thank you so much for watching, Anthony. I'll actually have to go over to uh, LinkedIn as soon as the show ends. I'll go into the stream and I'll place Dr. Gant's details there. For some reason, this platform doesn't, uh, I can't comment directly from here on that platform, but I will place those in the comments for you. Um, Roz, as we wrap up, what are you taking away? What's in your cup? What I'm taking away, goals aren't achieved unless you have actions and plans. That's what I'm taking. Hmm, Love that. Thank you so much, Roz. You know, I think for me, I have, I love the conversation and I uh, love the progress and the process that we took to get here. I know that we could have started directly with income streams, but I really feel like the foundation that we set is really important. So it was important for us to start by understanding our habits to connect those and how they relate to goals 
and getting clarity around those goals, getting consistency around those goals, getting commitment to the goals. That's how you make progress. And then you can begin to build and get to see the results that you're hoping for in the multiple streams and revenue phase. So it's been um, a pleasure being back. It's so great to have my caffeinated co-host back with me for another season five. Um, I hope you all have enjoyed this. Regina said, this show has been amazing. I will become a life chef. Always goal setting, good habits are vital. I will learn to set the scary goals. Absolutely, scary goals is where it's at. As I mentioned, uh, and Andrew said, thank you to all of the panelists out there. And, uh, and then of course, Ramsey said, thank you for all of this. So we have continued to do our work for the day. We look forward to seeing you all back here next week. Um, for another Coffee with Rhonda. In fact, you know what? I think it's the best darn Saturday morning show, period. That's just me. I know I'm a bit biased, but uh, that's sort of my story. Yes, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. To my panelists, stay tuned, stay, stay put for just a second. For everyone else out there, we will see you back here next Saturday. Same time, same station, as we learn to lead above the grind. Thank you for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. You can catch live episodes Saturdays, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. And if you are curious about leadership above the grind, you can download your copy of the Stress-Free Leader ebook at stressfreeleaders.com.